0: I don't need an Apple pencil. I, I don't do. need any special anything. I'm I gonna want. do what I want. Oh wait, the camera started. That's
1: yeah. Funny. I want all the special things. I love
2: uh, all the fun things.
0: Yes, as we're letting people uh, chime in here, or get in here, or fall into the room, or whatever it is. Welcome on on Twitter, the most popular platform for information on the planet, and. We're still here. Uh, we have not been banned yet, and then we've also are on LinkedIn tonight and YouTube and uh, Twitch, and we're vamping until we get through the. crowd. Ah, we'll do the count. Should we do the countdown? No. Just
1: do the countdown. <laughs>
0: Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday night. Hopefully I didn't over-modulate anybody or blow out your speakers (laughs) with that. Hello. It is Thursday night. It is 7.30 on the East Coast, 12.30 over in Europe. I guess it's Friday, technically, over there now. I am one of your co-co-co-hosts tonight. My name is James O'Hagan. I'm the host of the Academy of eSports Podcast and director of digital virtual learning for the Racine Unified School District for the time being. And to my This Direction, (laughs)
1: <laughs> i <Carrie Wilson. laughs> uh, Otherwise known as <there's> the <laughs> on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm the communications specialist at Liminal Esports and Snowbird Studios.
0: And down over in this direction, we have.
2: My name is Angelique Giannis. I am an English teacher. Uh, I'm also a NACEF Scholastic Fellow, and I run our esports program
3: at our high school.
0: And uh, down here, we have. Hey everybody, I'm
3: Bradford at Tet Tinker on Twitter, Nay Classic Fellow, TechSeth Chief Learning Officer. I have to think about all the stuff that I'm in, and District Coordinator of Innovation.
0: Well, it has been an interesting week with technology and <laughs> education and, and everything else that's going in the world, right? Um what have we learned in the last week? I have some ideas on how we can extend the learning of all this, but any thoughts initially?
1: Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, there's a there's a lot. How where from what context yeah. do you where, want
3: to start y- from? Yeah, where you want to go? Because
1: from content creation to teaching civics, like uh, the whole there's there's so much. There's so much.
0: Well, the question that I always lead with with kids is, "What is your brand?" Right? Yeah. And that's the question I always ask kids: "What is your brand? How do you want to perceive yourselves online?" And as we're talking about um, you know, people who are not just um esports gamers, but we're also talking about just people who are streamers. There's You know, the people who suck at playing games but are entertaining, right? <laughs> the people we turn. Into.
1: I feel so called you don't out. You have to come for my life like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shots fired. But it's only it, four thirty-four.
0: <laughs> but hey, we're starting in heavy tonight. So we're bringing but, the spice, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we saw uh, just how quickly that um, social media presences and how people can, uh, I guess, grow their groups or grow their networks can really spiral into something that we didn't even realize it. It was really a messy last week.
1: But did we not realize it? I mean, I think that's what is frustrating to me is is being, especially in reference to the gaming community, being in the gaming community for a very long time and watching Content creators refuse to take stands on issues and allowing their communities to become more and more toxic without addressing the toxicity within their community. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's not surprising; like it's not shocking. I've seen streamers that are friendly, friend, you know, family friendly and and open to all, and their communities are not. Their communities are highly toxic. They're not standing up for the behaviors. Um, and not telling people to stop, you know, doing things that are potentially dangerous or against the law or or harmful to other people. Um, So no, not surprising. Like we, especially especially as a gaming subset or a content creation subset, you know, we currently live, um, you know, there are people that wanna protect their brand by not rocking the boat. And when you don't do that, you can allow certain behaviors to fester within your community.
0: Angelique, you look like you're holding back.
1: <laughs> no,
2: well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think of that, I think of it in the same perspective as teaching. It's like the same thing as if you don't address things in your classroom yep. and then it it spirals out of control, but yeah, it's like more power in a bigger community. Like, yeah. Right
1: and you have you you've yeah Um, it it was amazing how quickly streaming twitter started turning on itself last wednesday like immediately started ripping itself apart Um, and the odd thing was is it wasn't ripping itself apart because of specifics as to what happened it was ripping itself apart because of who chose to stand up and say okay this behavior isn't acceptable in my community and who chose to just sit there and be like
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't say anything I don't want to say anything You can't make me say anything I'm not saying anything um, And it's just like both sides Went at each other's throats um, and, well, then, and then it, But it's like the, the point that I tried to make Is whether you stand up and say Something or whether you don't both choices speak volumes. It just depends what message you're sending to which group. So if you're sitting there thinking that by not talking and not like making your stand or your your piece of morality like transparent, you know, you actually aren't staying neutral. That That's mm-hmm. not what you're doing. You're taking a side by staying quiet and it sends a very clear message. Um, if you wanna stay neutral, you're gonna actually have to say something. Um,
0: um I we just have a comment that says what exactly are we talking about? I haven't followed the news and I'm Canadian. Well, Canada.
1: Don't look south.
0: Don't look out. Don't look towards uh, Washington DC and what was going on? Well, what we were talking about is is really talking about what were the learning opportunities. And yeah, it's, it's it's you know, esports again is an ecosystem or as I called it last night with me and AJ we, were called, we called it an ecoverse. I kind of like that phrase. an it's ecoverse is a good one. <laughs> Um, That's a good one. And in that ecoverse are things like, you know, how it's not just playing the games, but it is what, you know, the question I ask my Scholar yeah. Gamers is, what is your brand? Yeah. And looking at last week and what happened with Donald Trump and the riot and then the subsequent banning of a lot of people in social media and the shutdown of Parler and all yeah. that, you know, there is that question of, of how are you presenting yourself? How are you sharing your story? How are you... Um, engaging people, and that's where I think the teachable moment is, and where the important discussion uh, needs to take place. I, I really wish this is the time when I wish we had kids in class rather than mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. not engaged Reveal. with their cameras off. Is is I'm trying to push Angelique's buttons a little bit, so. <laughs> but um, but it is it is important. I, and I joke when I say that because the kids can have their cameras off and still be engaged. But what right. I'm serious about can is. It? I really I really wish we could have just had the kids in school on that Thursday and that Friday it to to have these discussions and to talk about what this was because I don't think this was something that lent itself for the disjointed separation of a virtual conversation.
1: No, especially not we're, we're, via platforms like Twitter that that completely chunk down how quick or or how little you can say at a time. Yeah. Um you know i think it it does come down to branding it it does come down to what you stand for as a content creator or as a public figure um and i think you know every time i heard somebody's excuse as to why you shouldn't step forward and and say where you stand on things um you know some of it was like well they're branding like well my brand this isn't my brand i'm like well your brand like hate to break it to you marketing in 2021 is not non-political. Consumerism is not non-political. So Mm -hmm. if you think you can have a brand and not have that brand have some sort of political or moral ideology, you're wrong. Um, That's that's just not how it functions anymore. Like Google what's going on in marketing. Companies have to stand for something or they're getting canceled or they're getting boycotted. Like you can't be a brand and not have more beyond just your persona. Um, so that's just like that's a non argument. Like that's that's done. It doesn't apply to current marketing. Um, but then on top of that, like I've had other people say, well, you know, this is how I make my living. I'm like, I get that. You know, if you're a full-time content creator or you're an esports athlete, this is how you make your living. But if you are so afraid that you're going to lose funding by saying the events of last Wednesday were, you know, potentially traumatizing. I want to make sure that everybody in my community feels safe and accepted. Please don't have, you know, these conversations in chat. Like if if you are mm-hmm. so afraid mm-hmm. that you're going to get like you're so stifled by where you work and who you're partnered by, maybe you need to turn around and look at who you're partnering with. Like if you're yeah. partnering right. with companies that are inherently racist or mm-hmm. inherently mm-hmm. supremacist mm-hmm. or um
0: or inherently, extremist. or they come up and say, "We don't take a side."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's again, it's taking a side. So, to me, that that weight falls then on the content creator and the athlete. You have to look at who you're partnering with. You made a decision to partner or be sponsored by somebody. Right. That's on you. So, yeah, if they're telling you you can't rock this boat, you're saying that you value that more than you value the safety of your community. Um, and that's that's a personal choice. You know, you can you can start looking for new sponsors, um, you know, but don't don't just put that and be like, well, I can't because my paycheck like no, you can you can you can look for sponsors that fall into your own moral guiding. And to me, that's what I assume. If somebody says, well, I can't because my partnerships, then I go, "Okay. well, if you're partnered with these organizations and they're telling you you can't because this and this and this, I'm going to assume that you believe in that as well, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. why would you stay partnered with an organization that goes against your value system?
0: Right. And And this leads us back to that conversation we had a few weeks ago, even about as people are entering the marketplace and wanting to do business with schools. You know, for example, you have a company that's backed by weed. Oh, right, Guess right. what? Don't come to us Don't even start the right. conversation Absolutely. Don't
2: even yep. depend on that email Gambling?
0: Yeah. Right. yeah, You can engage with us but that doesn't mean You're going to get a response from us that you necessarily like And you know that's, That is something that is I know for some of us is a conversation We sometimes avoid, we just ignore it But we uh-huh. also can't ignore it Because there's going to be that one school Who maybe doesn't do the check And then they get right. caught And for the yeah. rest of us that makes us all look bad
3: yeah. Well, let me ask this question. What do you think this would have looked like if there wasn't said COVID? And I don't want to blame it on COVID or anything like that, but because of COVID, so to speak, our eyes are always our eyes are glued to social media, whatever that social Stop. media platform yeah. is. And so um and I told people that did affect how we voted how our thoughts were because that's all we we turned to because there was nothing else to do. when We were stuck at home. All you did was watch the television, Mm -hmm. social media. That was the big influence. What do you all think this would have looked like if this was, let's just say if this was 2019 and this would have happened, would this have been a bigger impact? Would social media have been looked at a lot differently?
1: I I think it still would have hit social media in a similar way. And I think it still would have been as big of an issue because, you know, w- what happened probably still would have rolled out in a similar fashion. Um, I mean, I definitely think that we've seen an uptick in conspiracy theories and extremism uh-huh. in the year what? that we've been locked down. <laughs> um, and, and that's not just one side. Like, let me, it yeah. by saying that's both ends of the political spectrum. Um, you know when you are just plugged into social media uh, there isn't fact checking you're not getting balanced exposure to information um, but that isn't just a 2020 thing that has been building in our country for a long time so if somebody wants to blame it on covid you can't Um, It's been it's been festering in pockets of the Internet and through social media, as soon as you see social media start to rise and as soon as you see people start to get all of their information from social media, that's when you start to see this this blossoming of extremism, um, you know, at least that I've seen, because things aren't getting fact checked. People aren't double checking anything. They're seeing a post. And they're running with it. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. how many times I've seen my Facebook feed explode in outrage because some some smartass um, yeah. posts a comment about the fact that like the bottled water you drink contains the actual chemical makeup of water. You know, people are calling for protests of water brands and it's like. Dude, that's literally just how. Like, that's literally the chemical composition of water. They're just screwing with you. you my favorite.
0: What? My favorite one was years ago when they when the Man Show first started on Comedy Central, they they went out and did one of those like on the street sort of things, and they got women to sign up to uh, end the suffrage of women. <laughs> and they got all these women. They're like, "Yes, end the suffrage. There's too much suffrage for women. Yes, we need to end it." And it was just a commentary mm-hmm. on just how few people really understood. <laughs> just
2: Well, I think it's a good lesson. Like, I mean, as an English teacher, I look at this like from a lens of your voice, right? Like I have on the back of my classroom wall, it says your voice is your superpower. Yeah, And right. I think that's what this all comes back to, especially because we're all inside. We're all glued to social media. like. Your voice is powerful. And this is an example of that. You can use it for good or you can use it for bad. It's your choice. You can use it to spread information that is not true without fact checking, or you can take five seconds and make sure you're educated before you say something. And that's like something I always preach in my class. Like, yes, you guys are 15, 16, but your voice matters. You can change people's perspectives, actions, and thoughts by the things that you say and share.
1: And as teachers, it's like it's there's a huge responsibility to teach students how to recognize false accounts. Yeah. Um, and I've been really yeah. happy that my son's school has done that. You know, they've run them through. There's a couple different sites that do it um, mm-hmm. that run you through a pile of different social media accounts, and they they basically have you dig through it and see if you can identify the accounts that are are essentially bots. They're not real accounts. They're set up with one intention. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids need to learn how to do that. They need to learn how to, like, clinically dive through somebody's social media content and go, you know what? This isn't a person. This is an yeah. agenda. Um, and unfortunately, kids don't know how to do that. Adults don't know how to do
3: that. They get. I need that nervous. lesson. Can you pass that <laughs> lesson? <laughs> I'll have to no, see I can find continue. it. Yeah, that's it. actually really. That's uh, that's really good. I I need you to send me that lesson or link or whatever I'll, it is that you have. I'll just find it. Yeah. This. I'm writing myself a note.
2: We do this thing about, like, our librarian has this lesson, and it's about... It's like a fake animal. I forgot the name of it.
0: Is, it's the North, is it like an
2: octopus? Yeah, the Northwest yeah,
0: uh, Pacific Tree it Octopus. Is. Yeah, that right. like, gives yeah.
2: this whole spiel about it, and the kids are like, what? Oh, my yeah. God. And they go on the website, and they read it, and it's like, dude, you guys are so gullible. Like I read yeah. my
1: kids through the, the documentary that showed up on the Discovery Channel on mermaids, because... They had all watched it. Oh, I remember that. And they're like, oh my God, did you see? Like Mermaids were proven. I'm like, no, we're gonna watch this and we're gonna watch it really carefully. And we I like I ripped it apart for them. And then we and then like the whole thing ended. And they're still like, they're not like, no, now we're gonna go through the credits. And we went through the credits and we tore it apart. And in the end, I'm like, okay, so everybody's a paid actor or actress. Like you now you can spot scripted dialogue, but like they watched it at home and they they bought it a hundred percent like they didn't see wow. all the little signs that were like, no, this is a mockumentary. Um, none of this is real. Um, you know, they bought every every everything. They bought it all.
0: I I, well, I, I think about where is, again, the, the, the places we need to be as educators right now, because here's what I see also starting to happen as. Even as parlors shut down and Facebook has really started to clamp down, and and even Twitter, the um the run to platforms like Telegram, Signal, and even Discord yeah. to some degree. The the problem Discord
1: with, has long been a hotbed for lots of things.
0: The problem with those spaces is that they are closed networks. The problem with those spaces now is you don't get pushback. It only makes the echo chamber that much louder. So it's important in my mind that we, again, need to not ignore the spaces and stick our heads in the sand. But as educators, we need to find our ways to navigate into these spaces, to teach kids how to navigate and work and and, and survive even in these spaces. I know that, again, part of our esports program is having our Discord server and teaching kids how to live in these spaces where yeah. you do have different voices, you have different opinions and really try to make them reflect on if they do something inappropriate, that it's not a punitive action, that it is an educational action of, hey, think about what it is you just posted. Well, where is the, Where is it as appropriate or where is it not? Right. Again?
1: We need to teach kids how to have difficult conversations like, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in an era where it was like, well, you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion. And I think we went far too long with that being the policy. And so now you've got a generation of people that that don't know how to disagree on politics and religion. And so there's this there's this just two sides. And heaven forbid you're in the middle. Like, I feel miserable for all the moderates that are out there right now because they're getting burned to the ground by both sides of the extremes. Um, Even though they're the ones that are like, well, everybody stop. None of this is good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we need to learn how to have political conversations. We need to learn how to go, okay, I I hear where you're coming from. I don't agree with any of it. Here, let me tell you about my side. Like, being able to get discourse um, back so it's not just screaming at one another, as well as, like, how? yeah, how do you have those conversations? Because if you immediately go to threats and slippery slope and straw man arguments you're not gonna prove anything to anybody like
0: right you know worse or worse take your ball and go home or go find another home one where you have people who just echo again create that echo create that that, but that's that's what we're
1: at now we've in the era of cancel culture if somebody does not agree with you they are subhuman they don't deserve to live and i'm going to go over here and i'm going to find all the people who believe exactly the same thing i do because those are the people that are right and unfortunately Mm -hmm. that has not helped make us get along with one another as a society it's not promoting change in any direction it's just allowing each of these groups to get farther and farther apart right Mm -hmm. that echo chamber just feeds itself and next thing you know you've got you know two extreme ends and not a whole lot of people in the middle
3: yeah, I had a, the minute all this stuff happened, I went home and I had a conversation with both of my kids. And my kids are 17 and 19. And I saw conversations with them. I said, look, it doesn't matter what side that you're on. Don't care. But I, I when, remember when I told you when you're a, a kid, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. Yeah. And you go out and protest peacefully, that's fine. And believe in what you want to believe in. But I always say you are a representative of people who are not watching you. And this example was a perfect representation of what was going on, no matter what you believe in.
2: Yeah.
3: And I always say, you know, that I was, especially with my son being a male, I say, you know, being male, sometimes we always react in anger. Um, and just, I'm just putting that out there. We, we always get defensive and we always. What?
0: No, we don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and I said I said this was a perfect example of how do you if you if you believe something is wrong, how do you react? How do you talk it out? And let's break down why are why are they upset? And then what is the conversation going to be like the next day? But know this, you're still probably not going to get your way. And so then how are you going to react?
1: No, but then also understanding where the other side comes from is key because yeah. a lot of times right. we watch people argue a lot of times they're arguing the exact same point, but just from two different perspectives. And if either side could stop for a second and realize that the issue that they're concerned about is safety or, you know, one particular thing, well, then we can start finding ways to make sure that both sides feel safe um, mm-hmm. without necessarily trampling and, and demonizing the other. Like, y- you, you can't start solving problems without understanding what the actual problem is and when you get everybody gets in a frenzy you get all this other stuff thrown in it's like well I'm mad about this I mean we've all done it as people and we've all seen like kids do it you know we've all had students do it they're just a tornado in the classroom it's one thing that's actually getting them upset but they're pulling everything else in and they start hitting out at everything else as well but if you can find that one thing and fix it everything starts to simmer down um, but you've got to be willing to do it. Like, you've, you've, people have got to be willing to sit, which means de-escalating bad situations instead of ramping it up and getting defensive and becoming, you know, going on the offense is being able to, like, calm the other half, make sure they feel listened, and start to untangle the fury. I, I don't, like...
3: <laughs> so then what do you... So then the other question is, what do you do if you're that parent or that adult and you were in that situation and you were acting violent and then you go home and your child reacts in that same way at school because they did that, what's that, 1980s, 90s quote, I learned it by watching you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and unfortunately, you don't even have but to hear you, from your parents. It's everywhere. It's like, everywhere. look at half the politicians but, we've seen in the last.
3: I, like, but I directly saw you go yeah. into somebody's building or get buck wild. So therefore, yeah. <laughs> you told me. You told me for you told me for years, James. Don't do that. Don't do that. If I see you do that, I'm going to do this, 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 and then what happens yeah. next? You decide to go Just buck wild. Say.
0: Yeah. And there was that no. young lady from Boston whose parents told her all summer, don't go to the Black Lives Matter protests because they'll get uh, uh, buck wild. And uh, what does she see on Twitter? She sees her mom go and assault some woman uh, in D.C. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it, and she called out her mother, mom, is this you? And she named all three of her... Oh, no. of her. She well, named her I, parents I and her uncle
2: see that for the
0: cops. Yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. But she, I mean, turned,
0: she turned in both her parents and her uncle. Yeah. Savage. Yeah.
3: I've heard stories like that.
1: It's, it's rough. and I think like us as teachers going back to the branding, you know, having like teaching kids a way to express where they stand in a way that's non-offensive, like, cause you can be liberal, you can be conservative, you can be a moderate and you can express where you stand with things. Um, and you can express your guidelines and, and, and boundaries and expectations in ways that aren't confrontational. Like it's doable. We need to learn how to do that because so many people don't, that they just have the knee-jerk reaction and they get aggressive. And that's why you see a lot of, you know, social media, um, I think, failures. You see a lot of, uh, you know, content creators. Well, it's not burnout. It's that they don't know how, like, well, I'm not going to say anything because it's going to, I'm going to lose half my followers. Like, well, Mm. maybe think of how you say it like just be you could you can come out and and s- make your point of view said without demonizing the opposition it's possible um
0: again i, I just hope that the, the takeaway from some of this i hope that a lot of people just don't look at this on the surface and and just make this a because I, I have a feeling this is coming big tech is bad and we have to rethink all of this now and we have to regulate it we need to think again, what is the teachable moments? What are the things that we can carry into our classroom? What are the things we can carry into these esports experiences because so much of it is online and really, again, raise attention to the the importance and the necessity for kids to start now at a young age when they hit 13 years old yeah. or unfortunately earlier, even though their parents aren't supposed mm-hmm. to let them on really hammering home. That idea, what is your brand and how are you presenting yourself online and really think about yeah. the other person on the other end when you when you share an idea or you share a thought. How, I, there's been many times I have wanted to, especially in the last couple of weeks, wanted to publicly reply to the president so and people. to also and, and I, I got done <laughs> typing and I'm like, if I hit said, really, what is this going to do?
1: Nothing. It's tilting yeah. windmills. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I but I typed it out, I thought it and I'm like, you know what? This isn't I'm not even going to remember this in 20 minutes. Why yeah. even bother?
1: Yeah. I I think too it's a good it's a good time to have conversations with students and children about what is protected with free speech.
0: Oh because, my gosh, should
1: we? Because <laughs> because so many people don't understand that free speech is not unlimited.
0: Um, oh my God! We need another. Nor, we need a whole another round of schoolhouse uh, rock in this country.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. We absolutely oh, do. So great. Like that's that's a big one that I'm running into. is like freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, no, we cross that. Like you crossed that. There are specific situations that, mm, yeah, sorry, you've got none. And then how that reflects back on private companies. Like it, it Twitter isn't this big free public entity. That is, I mean, it, it's a company, Like but, it's a company. But, it has a term of service. If you break its terms of service, it has the right to suspend your account. But You agree but, to those terms of service when you sign up.
0: But, and I, I'm only playing devil's advocate because this is what Jack Dorsey even said a couple days ago when he was, when he was asked about the, the ban, he, he did use the phrase that Twitter is the world's public forum. It's, but it, it, could, it, it, it could.
1: It shut its doors tomorrow. It has oh, to, it right? It's it a could.
0: private company. It could. Yeah. It could. It could. I'm just saying that you can't. On the one hand, say we are the world's public forum, and on the other hand, go well. Guess what? This is not then, the public forum. Then I, it I'm just saying. I'm just like, saying.
1: I, yeah. See, to me, like I look at Twitter the same way I look at Twitch and Facebook. There's terms of service. When you sign up, you agree to those terms of service. If you didn't read it. That's on you. And there are people really? yeah. every single day that get banned and get their accounts taken away from them because they've crossed that line. Now, for me, the issue is: Are they enforcing those those terms of service equally? So it's one thing to go after one person for breaking uh, terms of service, but then they also need to be making sure that they're doing it on the other side. So you can't just go after one political demographic. You've got to make sure that you're you're equally you're equally enforcing it um if they're not then yes then you're looking at potential potential issues with um, censorship but if they're equally enforcing their terms of service no that's their terms of service you've agreed to that it's it's a contract of use
0: that's the problem they haven't
1: no i absolutely agree
3: so now we're saying is we need to watch to see how long is he going to be banned for so yes he's he's banned but how long is he going to be banned for and that that people that doesn't stop him from saying well from opening up another account and being doing being somebody else or or
0: whatever they figured out that real quick didn't they though he started around oh yeah they did Uh, oh yeah they started figuring that out right away And, and and again he's the damn president of the United States. All he has to do is call a freaking press conference and everybody will come running if they really wanted to. But I I don't want to get too much into the weed. We're already (laughs) in the weeds. Oh my God. I don't want to get in the weeds of this this 30 minute weedy conversation that we're having. Uh, It it is though the, the um, again, sticking to the, the teachable moments here, the, the really making sure that we're, we're up on this. And again, keeping tune to um our own spaces that we live and work and and hopefully um what (laughs) weeds you You guys look like a rainforest
1: (laughs) (laughs) bring on the (laughs) foliage
0: it's like when those people say they find a skeleton in their closet and then open their mouth and a bone comes flying out you know it's like those kind of things good god yeah yeah we are in the rainforest right yeah what's rain I feel, you right.
1: I feel you there, my right. California sister. Once. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, where else are we at right now as far as things go? Because I I, <laughs> I don't know. Am I just giving up? Uh, did I just totally hijack this? I go, well, we're throwing this out. I don't know. I'm just going I to. No, Angelique, just go ahead and go off on what you were going to go off on. I'm just going to sit back like this. No,
2: I'm just, you know, it's. I feel like in as a teacher, we're in a space where we're we're like used to distance learning right now. Like we've kinda gone through it for two semesters, the kids have gone through it for two semesters, and now I think teachers are forgetting that this is not normal. Yeah. But that our world is not normal and the situation that we're in is not normal and how we are all experiencing life right now is not normal and everyone's going through trauma.
1: Especially right now, yeah, shared trauma. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people
2: are forgetting that because we've been in this place for so long that we're like just lost in it. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I don't know. I think we need to just remember that this is not normal. Like the world is not okay right now and nobody's okay. And I, uh, you know, turning cameras on doesn't mean that they're engaged in your class.
1: No, (laughs) neither do aggressive grading systems um, or, you know, hard deadlines. Like there's so much right now that we're we're just adding more stress on top of a situation that is already remarkably stressful for our students and teachers. Um, You know, I feel feel bad for all the students who were very aware of what was happening last Wednesday, who Mm -hmm. were forced to stay in class and take finals. or yeah. you know, who were forced to to continue to do classwork. Like I, I know my son was lucky that if you go back and look at their work, a lot of the teachers just got rid of the work for the day. Like it's it's not mm. in the green book. They're like, yep, nope, yeah. nobody's functioning today. Cause, Cause nobody was, I mean, I, you could see productivity from the team that I work Some on. Someone's at the front door. Someone's at the front door. Not Who's my front, front door? door. I don't know.
2: My, my don't know.
0: front door.
3: Front my
2: front door. door. I
0: don't know.
1: Do you have a smart house? Apparently.
0: Do you have a
3: butler? <laughs> my Google Nest is my Google Nest. Wow. Does wow. your Google
1: nest have a name? Because I feel like if it's that loud and intrusive, it has my to have gosh. a name.
3: Wow. No, it doesn't have a name. Who's that? That's the first time it's ever done that, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, Someone's at the front door. Right?
1: Wow. Reality
3: realities yeah so like everybody on twitch knows my business that someone's at the front door yeah now we're gonna want to know <laughs> who we, we're gonna do, need you go, do you need to in go get like that minutes. should we just wait for you, you oh, no to- i'm just gonna look i'm just gonna look I'm, I'm just gonna look on my nest while y'all talk <laughs> my, wife, my wife got it
2: <laughs> i just yeah um axel rogan chat says i don't like deadlines but my procrastination monkey needs a deadline for the panic monster to wake up and make me productive. First of all, that's like my favorite Ted talk and I use that in class every single year before an essay. Um, It's great, highly recommend as a teaching, like just a teaching tool, the kids love it. And I use that for the rest of the year, but I agree. I'm the same way, I need deadlines as well, but I think I'm not saying we don't need deadlines, but I'm saying we need to have compassion. Yeah. When given A- those deadlines
1: flexible deadlines right now I think are key I mean obviously end the term that's it uh, we've yeah. all had students like I had I had open terms um I one student who's refers to herself as my 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 surrogate child um like I still talk <laughs> to her to this day she would turn in an entire quarter's worth of work at 1159. On the last day of the term, Um, every single, every single time, Um, it drove me nuts because then there was me grading all that fun stuff. I can't, yeah. But she was one of those that needed. I can't. I (laughs) can't. Stressful (laughs) for me. She needed. She needed that hard deadline. Um, I but not everybody does like right now people are are stressed. So if if it's like homework gets turned in every single day, well then allow people to make things up. You know, if you have a test and your test is worth 50% of your final grade, give them that final a couple of days before the end of term. So they've got the ability to go back and make corrections and up their grade. Like mm-hmm. we're dealing with a, a, a period of time where kids are extremely stressed. If you have the ability to lighten some of that load, mm-hmm. please do it. Especially because their parents are stressed. You have a lot of students that are sitting at home and emotionally and physically abusive situations Our grading systems matter. Um, you know, I want to say, like, before all this happened, there were a lot of teachers who were oblivious to what happens between report cards, because that was all stuff that happened at school. And if anything was wrong, you'd get a phone call home. But now that Mm -hmm. everyone's living online with online management systems and online learning systems, parents are plugging into their kids' coursework Mm -hmm. every damn day. And if you put a little X up or there's a little zero because that's how you enter your grades, you could potentially cause a whole world of suffering
3: for that child that's avoidable. Um, and, no and you don't know who that parent may be that's the trippy part because yep. that parent could be now the superintendent an executive director because i've heard that i've heard those stories where the child can be just a, wh- whoever the child's name is but when they get those reports of oh well your child is failing yep and um yeah they're they'll just get the grade with that they get, and the parent has not received any type of early notification. Mm-hmm. They have no idea that. Oh, you don't really know that I actually work for the district. No, I'm not a teacher in the district, but no, I I'm one of the chief officers. Yeah, I've heard those stories. So I'm like, ooh, you're not really following the right protocol, and <laughs> you're get into such a big trouble because you're not doing what you're
0: supposed to do. I I know that we are, we are going to have to have a lot of grace in this time because yeah, I, I've been I have been. I don't know how much louder i can ring the bells we already in my school district have a problem with credit recovery
2: yeah and i know a couple of years ago
0: (laughs) on the big scale los angeles unified school district got wrecked over their credit recovery practices because they were completely on um they were not monitoring at all they were letting kids just take kids were finishing classes in a day you know for credit recovery and here's what we're looking at right now we have uh, a lot of freshmen but we also have a lot of seventh and eighth graders who in the last two two school years have had a very disjointed education they're going mm-hmm. to get to their freshman year of high school let's say we go back face to face next year and what is going to happen with the most failed class in the school district which is algebra and they've had a very fractured pre-algebra experience a very fractured you know yep. seventh grade yeah. math experience yeah. our graduate our, our passing rates for algebra are going to be what and then so they're going. Yeah, and then yeah. what does that mean for credit recovery at that mm-hmm. point? We have yeah. to really start thinking now mm-hmm. about how we're going to modify our school program for the next two to three years, mm-hmm. yeah. because this is not going to be a, hey, we're back in session. Everything's cool now. Right. And I think yeah. that's the thing that everybody just wants to get to the, you know, get their vaccine. Yeah. And then they just want to get back in the classroom and then they'll figure yeah. it out from there. You can't. We have to start really, think- like all these things that you've learned right now, all these different ways that you've learned to teach, new ways to connect with kids, mm-hmm. connect with them outside of the school, in the school. Use those things when you get back into the classroom. Mm-hmm. Don't let them, don't put them yeah. on the shelf. We actually had teachers telling kids, don't, when we get back, don't bother bringing your Chromebook because you're not going to need it.
1: You're still going to need it. Well, no. and I think like a
2: lot wow. of teachers, and that's like teachers are that's really cool. uncomfortable right now because we're all learning new stuff. And yeah. for a lot of people, learning the tech side of everything is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I was lucky to have d- dove into everything from the get go because I'm a newer teacher, but I can't imagine what it's like someone who's been in the classroom for 20 years trying to learn all this stuff, 20, 30 years, whatever, trying um, to learn hello. all this stuff. Yeah. No, who hasn't been in tech before, right? Like those teachers that were doing packets and papers and (laughs) don't bring your Chromebook to school and don't even take it out of your backpack. Like, so I like everyone's uncomfortable right now because we're all learning. But I do think like people have this false sense of when we get the vaccine, we're going to walk back into our classroom and it'll be just like when we left. And that's not true at all. It's not.
1: And we've had conversations about that in past broadcasts about how many kids are gonna have gone through, you know, a, a year's worth of schooling without actually transitioning into the expectations of their school site. All mm-hmm. the kids who've moved into middle school and not experienced what it's actually like to be in middle school mm-hmm. on campus, um, people who are like my son who transitioned into high school and is doing his freshman year off offsite, um, you know, we're, we're gonna have to readjust how we handle things. If we go back and it's like, okay, well now all your homework's due the next day, th- No, no one's going to know how to do that. We haven't been asking them to balance that. That's going to be, that's going to have to be a soft transition. There's so much that's going to have to be a soft transition. And then you add on top of it the subjects that can't pick up. Like there are some classes that you teach where you don't have to watch the first movie to have the second movie make sense.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are other
1: classes that you teach that if you haven't watched the first movie, you're screwed. So, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you've got to understand your curriculum and know, like, do I have the ability to just sort of, you know, backfeed a little bit of information and these guys will be okay? We'll just keep pushing them forward where, you know, you're dealing with subjects like math. Like, no, you're going to have a lot of kids that are going to be coming in. And even though they maybe made it through algebra, uh, pre-algebra, algebra algebra one, they probably aren't going to be where they need to be to move on to that next class. Um, And how do we handle that? Like,
0: that's... what we are doing is we are actually let, the grades will go in for the first semester, for example, and let's say it's an F, right? Let's say a kid got an F in Algebra 1, semester one. So, semester two, they still go into semester two, right? The idea is, is if the kid starts to show growth or through a standards-based approach is able to demonstrate, yes, that they've actually started to pick up, the teacher can go back and change that semester one grade.
1: Okay, that grade to a stays passing open.
0: grade. Yeah, so that grade is going to stay open for the remainder of this school year.
1: So it stays as an F and not an incomplete, because I think what yes. what our school district has just decided to do, um, and I don't know if it officially went through, they were debating getting rid of D's and F's and essentially turning it into like an, 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 an incomplete. So um, you wouldn't be assigned a grade, but you would have to go back and show competency before you graduated so you would have to essentially prove that you have completed all the requirements for that class at a later time
0: i always say d is for diploma but that's me
1: yeah it's Uh, it's the lowest bar you can shoot for um, (laughs) were you there
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) well and and again that's the importance of you know i'm i'm proud to say that all five of our high schools have esports teams in both smash and overwatch that have made it to state uh in fact we only had one school not finish in the top two in um overwatch which was great and uh and what what's also been great is just how important again that community is we keep talking i mean i i I mean we could just what how is what's your community like this week i mean could be the conversation Mm -hmm. it's still all of this stuff that we are doing yeah the games are cool and yeah the you know, whatever. I, I had a great conversation with a, a nice woman today about a school in um in the in a neighborhood, a, a small college in the neighborhood of Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. And you know, they kept talking about esports from a you know, hey, we learned about this and yeah, the computers and all. So I go, yeah, but think about this: you have a college in this in the in the center of this really dense Latino community. I said mm-hmm. I sh- I'm going to hook you up with the folks from the uh, El Paso Honey Badgers, which is again is a strong Latino program, which also has connections yeah. back to the high school. Think about this as a community project. Think about this as as bringing in not just other college students, but also giving high school kids the opportunity to to step foot into your building right. to at least get familiar with it. To you know have it open on the weekends for safe kids for families to come and play with their kids. It's it again. We need to especially now when we start coming back. Our programs like this need to expand and really, again, become less formal, less pathway to the pros, less, hey, we're going to have this season and this season. Try to give as much opportunity for kids to play because there's going to be a tremendous amount of healing that needs to place. And again, we talk about, oh, we got to build relationships. What better way to build relationships than a teacher and a kid getting together and playing a little NBA 2K and one Mm -hmm. kicking each other's butt? Mm -hmm. Especially
1: especially because right now we're seeing so many communities fragment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're seeing long-term relationships fall. We're seeing familiar relationships fall. Um, you know, your online communities are, are crumbling. Like, as as people divide and pick sides, a lot of adults and a lot of kids are are losing some of their friend groups and some of their support yeah. groups. The communities that we create through esports programs are important because they're moderated. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. moderated by adults who should be able to intervene and teach kids how to, you know, disagree and still be able to work with one another. You know, they, can, they can protect the safety of that community and in a time where, you know, a lot of our communities are really fragile and fracturing, those communities that we curate are extremely important, um, extremely important.
2: There's about 400
1: planes flying over me. So yeah. yeah. you yeah. sound like you got like you, an air
2: show going on. You now. hear I'm, it? I can hear it. Yeah. I mean it's no
0: it's no Sam Anton, I mean. Yeah, what are they down here? I
2: missed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when, when I
0: was no, when I was interviewing Sam for one of the episodes we did, uh she did it at a lovely cafe right in the flight path of John Wayne Airport.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what she yeah. was saying.
1: It was it was loud.
0: It was slightly loud, yes.
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm downtown, but I'm like, what is what I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know I love the community stuff. I'm all about it. You know, I, I, I am like so thankful that I decided to just kind of step away from the competitive stuff this year. And I was like, you know what? something's gotta give and that's gonna be it because I wanna Mm. house as many kids as I can to play games and hang out and have fun. And while I have like a relatively small, consistent group of kids that have come to our club every week, um, they like are so thankful. Like so many of them are like, I would not have got through this year without this Discord, without the server, without this club, without looking forward to like laughing, like. Crying, laughing on Fridays. So it's just—it's so important. And when we get back, just transitioning those kids and getting them involved and getting them to know their teachers and the school and everything is so important. Yeah. And yeah,
3: let's have like a Mario Kart competition.
2: You know,
3: you know, what so you make a, you actually make a very good point. Even when it's time to go go back with the vaccines and people thinking that it's a perfect world and we're all face to face, whatever people think, whatever your opinion is, your opinion. Um, is it time to necessarily go and run tournaments and competitions, especially if you've never done it before? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because I actually need to make a note about that because I'm actually going to speak on that uh, within a couple weeks. And I know people are thinking, okay, well, when you talk scholarships and competitions, but if you've never rolled anything out like this before, we're, we're all teachers and educators are just trying to get back and figure all this out. And the biggest thing that I know one of my coworkers, directors talked about is we don't need to necessarily look for the new new when stuff is already fractured. We've got to repair that. You want to build build esports, that's totally fine, but let's look at it from a community standpoint and start bringing people in together first and get it established first. And whatever you want to do, to bring the community together, build relationships. Let's do that. I was yep. gonna also say, things like Discord and Twitch are completely different from Facebook and Twitter, to where you can put those bots in and moderate and show mm-hmm. your educators you can do this this way because uh, Twitter and Facebook they don't do it like this. Yeah. It's more controlled. It, it's a controlled environment.
2: Yeah. I think like when we return to school i don't think like chasing the lead right like, going to join play versus or HSEL or whatever uh, it, i don't i don't think that's the way to go I, I do think friendly competition and tournaments are fun um but why not just have it be an inner school thing like just a school mm-hmm. like we were running uh smash ultimate tournaments and it was just for people who were in the school and the kids just loved it like and that's where they met friends and they would go hang out after school and watch the tournament and it and yes it was competitive but it was like a fun competitive just you know the it's the vibe you create are you gonna make it like negative and serious and like real right. spicy and competitive are you gonna have it keep it lighthearted and funny and um you know you win and, and you get first place and that's awesome but like I've had students when we did Smash Ultimate tournaments, like, you know, we do the, the bracketing and one, I can't, I'll never forget this. One of the kids was against his best friend and he sat down in the chair and they looked at each other and we're just all laughing because we can't believe it. And he, they started the game and he just walked off and he's like, I don't want to beat you. You keep going. And he just left. And it was just, just like stuff like that was just, I think that's important and I, I don't see it as very competitive, but I think tournaments are a good way to bring kids into the space to then build that community and get to know their
1: school. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's the community right. building that we're all going to need. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I agree.
0: Uh, well, I know that this has been uh, an important, and it's not just the, the people in this space here, obviously. Um, it is also the people online who have been engaging with us through this whole time. I mean, I had something in my eye. Stop it! I did. I swear. No. Uh, it, it, it's been uh, the people here in this space, and none of this when uh, we started was this. I would do this for no people. If it was just the four of us, just here having a conversation about this for an hour. I totally still do this or the, you know, everybody else it's um, this is important. This is going to, I think, help us all out. Um, but with everything you just said, uh, the invitation, <laughs> the invitational planning is going really well for the league of legends invitational. In fact, I would, I am happy to announce I got sponsors and everything. Awesome. Check
1: That's this good. out. So,
0: so we're doing the league, the Racine unified school district, league of legends, Race for the Cups Invitational. It is six different invitationals. So it could be 16 different teams for six different invitationals. Different play formats to give kids a different opportunity to play around. Um, UGC is handling all of our backend work. So I don't have to do anything as far as setting up the tournaments online. They're gonna handle all that. I just have to plug the teams in where they go. We've got prizes like LG is donating monitors for teams. Oh, wow. We've got uh, Spectrum Industries up in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. They're they're donating, get this, gaming chairs in the color of the winning school. Whoa, that's
2: fancy.
0: Right? And then we've got uh, uh, Intel is part of it, MSI, SHI. uh, Dr. Christina Wagner has been a tremendous help. It is, again, using the rules of Riot, their own community guideline rules, playing within those rules, And again, as you were saying, Angelique, you know, it's providing this, hey, you want to play for two weeks? Play for two weeks. Yeah. You don't want to play for 12 weeks? Don't play for 12 weeks. You can do this week and this week and then that's it. Cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here's the thing, too. There's been so many people who have stepped into the esports space this year and didn't realize what they were getting into. Yeah. And it's nice, I think, as we get back into it to have more of these two week invitationals to just give people these times to, you know, maybe that's. That's, you know, as, as you know, even as NASF is starting to to figure out what are we going to do next as teams are coming on new rather than saying, hey, commit to a whole season, let's just have you do this two weeks here or this two weeks here. Yeah. And then yeah. after those two weeks, let's all have a big meeting to talk with your team about the experience and let's break it down and what we could have done better and where we need supports and where do you need help? I think those are things that really start to, again, make the, co- the community stronger makes the it builds better connections and it will make us uh, as we move forward better uh, tuned to to work within our space
1: yeah
0: anyway i sorry i, I was re- i was going off on a bradford for a second there
1: well they want to donate a <laughs> monitor to
2: me my monitor i need a
3: monitor i need a chair i need
1: a chair i need a chair we all need chairs anybody we want to sponsor the stream we all chairs. need chairs I, uh, hey well, don't I'll,
0: I'll, I'll hit up i'll hit up the spectrum industries people and go you know you're all about you know we don't have any sponsors but you know there's something about
1: and i can I, tell you right now my chair is like sitting on like a plywood plank
0: <laughs> I, look i am all about like keeping it real and like no we don't sell out we're not we we can say what we oh, want because oh, we don't no. have sponsors.
1: if it would if it would bring me a nice new chair Today's uh, eSport Edu broadcast was proudly
0: brought to you. And uh... hey,
3: let me tell you how I feel. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and here, and here's me over here. I didn't get a chair because I'm not selling out. And Carrie's like, and now the chair.
3: She's
2: like, look at my <laughs> over here.
0: All right, final thoughts for tonight, uh, Bradford. I already gave my final thought. I ranted for a bit, so I'm just gonna let y'all, let the three of you do whatever.
3: Well, okay. So, per Kevin Brown, I guess I promise I'll I'll, I'll do a rant ne- next week. Check out check check out <laughs> check out our, uh, the podcast I did with James. I think I ranted there. If you haven't seen that, will, and uh, and
0: rant. That, that gets launched. Uh, that podcast episode goes live. Um, I think next, and then uh, I did the hundredth episode with AJ, and Angelique gets to be one hundred one. She gets to be the one hundred one.
3: No, um, I'm gonna say focus on when we all get back, whether this be the sem- the sem- this semester or in the fall. Focus on community building. Don't start anything new. Focus on what you have and you're building up relationships. You don't need anything new. Focus on building relationships in your community. Yeah,
0: Angelique.
2: I mean that you just took the words right out of my
0: mouth.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, and. And I think now, too, it's just because we're we're comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable in distance learning and, and we know how Zoom runs and, and we've gotten all that, you know, the tough stuff kind of figured out as far as the tech stuff. Don't forget you still need to build community within your classrooms. Um, and that could look like a lot of different things. Um, I keep hearing people say, well, all my kids' cameras are on, so that means I have a good community. And I could not disagree more with that um yes some kids definitely like to see others on camera but for some kids that experience is traumatic and it's it's not doing them justice it's not doing them a favor so kids can you can build community in other ways Um, my students are super active in chat and they're always chatting with each other and being super funny and we make inside jokes and and you know we're doing questions of the day and drawing and all these things there's so many other ways to build community than saying community is i see all my students staring at me through their camera yeah
0: carrie
1: um two things one be gentle with yourself and others right now uh, everybody is really keen on doing knee-jerk reactions to other people as well as themselves. Um, I know I've had to catch myself a few times as have people I know and work with of, like, why am I not okay right now? It's because things aren't okay. And allow yourself to be, um, you know, in a space of, of stress and trauma. Uh, we're going through a lot. It's going to take us some time to process that. So, give yourself that space. Lastly, if you haven't swung by my Twitter today and voted on the Snowbrite pirate ship, please do so because we have been in a deadlock tie. Since like 10 a.m., yeah, I know I'm going right now. Um, I keep oh. reporting back. I'm giving the blow oh. by blow in the office Discord. I'm like, oh, Enchanted Florist has pulled ahead. Never mind. We're oh. back to well,
2: Enchanted Florist is my vote. I just voted. Okay.
1: So we've been at 50 50. So swing by the swing by the Twitter, cast your vote. If you know anybody else who would have an opinion, shove it their way. I want to. I want to get more. I want to get more input. I do not want to end this tomorrow with another. 50 fifty fifty. I'm not building two ships at the same time. <laughs> not happening.
0: <laughs> all right, and I, I got I got my vote in and I dropped it into chat. So um all right, that'll do it. This is uh end of it. So we will be back next week. It will be gosh, we'll be into like the third week of January already.
2: You voted for the other one, so now it's even again. Did you do that just no, to mess? No, the
0: enchanted floor. That, is,
1: okay. that has just been all day long, all day long, just, just, just like
0: it's
1: driving me mad. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, everybody, have a great uh, rest of your week. We will make it to the weekend and uh, do take, take care of yourselves. Everybody, take care. Cheers. Peace.